The Friday edition of the Locked On NFL podcast comes with the excitement of a crazy Thursday night football game, but the sadness of also the passing of Demarius Thomas. We're going to talk about the game, the unfortunate story involving Demarius Thomas passing at the age of 33, and then we're going to get you our picks for the weekend. It's myself, Chris Carter, and your boy Q of Locked On Steelers and Locked On Raiders, bringing it to you every Friday here on the Locked On NFL podcast. Let's get this show started. On NFL, your daily NFL podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey everyone, it's the Locked On NFL Podcast, bringing it to you on Friday. As always, are your co-hosts, myself, Chris Carter of Locked On Steelers, and your boy Q of Locked On Raiders. Q, how you doing, my man? Man, blessed, blessed. It is week 14. It's officially in the books. Thursday night football, a game that looked like it was going to be a stinker, turned into a fantastic action, so hopefully nobody turned the game off early, because if you did, you missed a hell of a game. I mean, it was just wild. As the guy covering it for the Steelers, I'm just going into halftime. They're down like down like what 23 nothing at the half, and they're just look getting bullied out the gate. It's ridiculous. They get up to 29 to nothing. You're just like, what? Why? What? What are we even doing at this point? And then all of a sudden, here come the Pittsburgh Steelers. Ben Roethlisberger starts slinging the ball like he like he was you know at 32 instead of 39. Uh, he throws he, he gets a touchdown. He he does a touchdown to Najee Harris. Then a touchdown. And then Najee Harris runs a touchdown. Then he throws a deep pass to James Washington. And then the Steelers get two picks in the second half. They keep them alive. Those a touchdown to Pat Farmuth. And then those a great ball to Pat Farmuth on the last play of the game. That was just it was split three defenders. But Harrison Smith made a great play on the ball breaking it up in the end zone and with it rolling away and the Vikings hold on. I, I, Luke, Ron, and I were talking about this going heading into this game, Q, about, man, what's going to happen when the only two teams that haven't beaten the Lions this year play each other? Well, we get a game like that. <laughs> I didn't even think about it like that, but that's a great way to put it. And, and I'll say this, man. Again, I thought it was going to be an absolute stinker as the as the game got going. As you said, I mean, 29 nothing. I thought, well, you know, maybe the rumors of Mike Tomlin not being around in Pittsburgh much longer, maybe they could come to fruition because, well, you know, uh, this is not a very good performance and, and maybe he just needs a, a change of scenery. And then all of a sudden, bada boom, bada bing, and Pittsburgh's right back in the game. And I thought, honestly, at the end, I thought they were about to tie it up. Uh, they didn't, as you mentioned. You know, rolled out. It was a great pass by a Big Ben. Looked like the play was going to be completed, but really uh, good defense stopped it from happening in the end zone. But, man, uh, what a performance. I'm glad that I never turned it off. And I'll tell you, I promise you, I'm not going to lie, I thought about turning it off multiple times and uh, watching a Christmas story, and uh, I'm glad I did. And I can save a Christmas story for any time. Yeah, that's the other thing about this is that like a lot of Steelers fans were ready to turn this out. But let me get back to that Mike Tomlin point that you just made because, you know, there were the rumors that like, oh, USC was considering him for a job and he put those to bed by saying never say never, but never. And, and you know, right. and put, but putting the emphasis. Raider Nation wants him, dog. I'll tell you right now, I'm not saying, I'm not pounding the table for him and saying he needs to be the guy that goes and leads the silver and black. But I'll say this, Raider Nation wants him bad, dog. Every, <laughs> everyone hits me and they're like, Q, Go get Mike Tomlin. Like, I'm the one that's in charge of going to get him. <laughs> You're the front office. Yeah. Don't, don't shoot the messenger. I'm just telling you, Raider Nation wants Tomlin bad. I mean, most most people want Tomlin. I When I talk to Cody, who hosts Locked on Texans, he's like, we want Tomlin. But, you know, right. Ampa, who hosts Ra Jaguars, we want Tomlin. Everybody wants Tomlin. But here in Pittsburgh, there has this, been this notion 
for years. I mean, even back when he won the Super Bowl, that, oh, Mike Tomlin's not the guy. You need to get rid of him. You need to get rid of him. And there's just been this urge to push him out the door. Meanwhile, he became the fourth fastest coach in NFL history to get to 150 wins. He has the, you know, of all active coaches, the only one who has more Super Bowl wins than him is Bill Belichick. He's been able to keep the Steelers afloat. And here's the thing. This was a year where we knew the Steelers would be a bit shorthanded. And in this game, they lost T.J. Watt. Yeah. They lost Alex Highsmith. They, they, they already were missing Stephon Tewitt and Tyson Olulu. Of their front five that was supposed to be the key to their team, that front five was going to be the, the group that stopped everything and made everything else fine. Four of them were out for most of this game, and they still found a way to hang in there in this game. They got plenty of problems. You know, they gave up 200 yards on the ground to, to Dalvin Cook. That's an excuse. Yeah, that's the huge. Offense, the, the, the offense didn't get started. Kendrick Green as a center looks like he's lost like a deer in the headlights. There's issues. But this is a team that's finding ways to fight through it. And I, I've said for years, Mike Tomlin, he's famous for, famously known for never having a losing season. And a lot of people that want him gone always say like, oh, man, Mike Tomlin, he's never had a losing season. Well, if he finally has a losing season, then he has to go, right? And I'm like, can, can, <laughs> can he can he have can he have a couple? Right. Can he have like a couple years where he naturally right. drafts at a higher position like Sean Payton did, like Andy Reid has? Like every coach in the NFL has had at some point in time. Apparently he can't because people want him gone anyways. But I'll tell you, I, I tell you, I, a lot of people that cover the Steelers, we always say the same thing. Like you're saying, if Mike Tomlin were to, to hit the streets, everybody would come calling. No doubt. No doubt about it. He's a hell of a head coach. Uh, he's done great things with Pittsburgh, even when they've been down with an out Big Ben. And like you said, multiple guys uh, being out and losing T.J. Watt. How many times have they lost T.J. Watt so far this year? I mean, he's I been mean, in and out of the lineup all season long. And that's after signing a big major deal. So, I mean, you know, that it is what it is. Injuries happen. I'll say this, though. As far as Pittsburgh goes, they have some maturity issues. Mr. Uh, Chase Claypool, he needs mm -hmm. to mature. And I love mm -hmm. the fact that Mike Tomlin called out the offensive line in the postgame, talking about mm -hmm. their JV. Uh, I love it. And that's that's what you get with Mike Tomlin, as you very well know. No nonsense. He's a football coach. He's not playing music at practice. I mean, he's <laughs> locked in. And Chase Claypool, I know that there's multiple reasons they lost this game, but Chase Claypool, I look dead at him. Even trying to go down on the last drive and score, he gets a he gets a he, first he, down he and gets he's a celebrating. First down, he's celebrating. What are you doing? What are you doing? And and, and maturity's there. So for those who don't know what Q's talking about, or after the after the Bengals game when they got destroyed, Chase Claypool was asked like, you know, what might they do different at practice? He's like, you know, we could play some music that might help people. And like Cam Hayward said, I ripped the speaker out of my wall when I heard that because <laughs> I was just like, he was just so tired of it. And the Steelers said it straight, like there. Trust me, I was at practice. There was no music being played. It was all it was it was all workmanship. And early in this game, you saw Chase Claypool. He he gets a penalty because he's pushing. The other he's putting his finger in the other guy's face. Now, granted, Stupid. the other guy was trying to take the ball from him, and he was, and the other guy was getting him. But he needs to not respond to those things. Nope. He needs to he needs to be mature, and he wasn't. And Mike Tomlin pulled him over here, talked to him like he was a little kid in church when he's messing up, and he's like, and he did that, and then you saw him. He sat for a while, and we came back. All of a sudden. He's making catches in, in tough traffic. He's fighting. He's getting up. And then in, in the moment, the, uh, just when you think that maybe he's gotten his head on straight, he does that, and he's pointing for a first down when they when they're when the, uh, the clock is running out. I don't know if it would have given them enough time to run a second play after that Pat Frymuth pass at the right. end, but it's certainly again, it's just something you can't have. It's a bad but look. You're right. The steel. It's a very bad look, but the Steelers, this, this, you, it is a maturity issue. Um, you have some young guys who are mature: T.J. Watt, Alex yeah. Highsmith, Minka Fitzpatrick. You saw Minka Fitzpatrick the entire game saying, "Rod, let's go, let's go, let's figure this yeah, out." Yeah. Um, you know, but you know, you see guys, you see guys like Kendrick Green looking shell shocked at center. Uh, the whole offensive line is a, as a whole just 
not 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 getting it together. Granted, they're on their fifth left guard, but it wasn't just that position <laughs> right. that was having the problems. It was Trey Turner, the veteran, who's supposed to keep everyone together. Kendrick Green looking really bad. And then the defensive line, you know, I know they're hurt up, but they were just getting bullied until like the, I'd say like the mid third quarter when that all stopped. Uh, th- that team has a lot to answer for. We'll see how they do. They get a they get a long week now to see if they get some of these guys back from injury, and then they get the Tennessee Titans. They need to win that game if they want to have any hopes of making the playoffs. Q. Absolutely, and it's it's going to be a race to the finish. I love what the NFL has done, and they put so many of the conference games, they backloaded the schedules with the conference games, so it really matters. All these teams, including the Raiders, who are you know still technically in it, they're on the outside looking in, just like the Steelers. They have opportunities, but man, they got to win their conference games, and that's what makes this final few weeks of the season so much fun, and uh, it's going to give almost every fan base, I said almost fan, every fan base, something to look forward to in week 16, week 17, and week 18. Absolutely. We'll get to the unfortunate story of Demarius Thomas in just a minute here. But first, I got to talk to you guys about On Location. Super Bowl 56 is at SoFi Stadium and is less than 100 days away. And On Location, the official hospitality partner of the NFL, is the only place to score a -a once-in-a-lifetime Super Bowl ticket and experience package. Select your exact seats and choose from elite experiences featuring an exclusive pregame celebration with NFL legends, five-star LA hotels, and food by the great Wolfgang Puck. Visit onlocationexp.com slash SB56 for more information or search Super Bowl on location. That's onlocationexp.com slash SB56 or search Super Bowl on location. We're also brought to you by Built Bar. This holiday season, grab the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar or even better, like a candy like a candy bar with the holidays. Built Bar built is, is filled with so much holiday goodness rich with decadent flavor, covered in chocolate, and amazingly low in calories, low in sugar, low in net carbs, and low in fat, but high in protein. You can get the best of both worlds, delicious and healthy. So many, so many flavors, you'll have a hard time choosing between raspberry, mint brownie, cherry, double chocolate, cookies and cream, or peanut butter brownie. Built Bar gives you that extra fuel. You need to bust down the mall doors and battle all the holiday shoppers, or if you're just standing around and in endless shopping lines, Built Bar can give you that extra something to keep you going. So throw one on your jacket or your purse. You never know when you're going to need it. Want to cozy up with something warm? Here's a holiday secret. Dip your Built Bar in a, in a uh, piping hot cup, cup of cocoa. Let it melt in a little and give yourself a beverage with Built Bar flavor. Plus, you'll have a nice melted Built Bar to go with it. Just be sure to use a couple napkins. Offer here is that we, if you go to Built.com, use promo code LOCK15, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, LOCK15, you'll get 15% off your next order. Again, that's LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. We keep it rolling. We do the double ad, ad reads here, Q. Let's uh, talk about the unfortunate situation that is Demarius Thomas. Demarius Thomas, of course, the longtime uh, legendary Denver Broncos receiver, Super Bowl champion, four-time Pro Bowler. It's just 33 years old and was found dead in his home uh, thir- Thursday. It's just a, such a tragedy, man. I mean, Demarius Thomas, by all accounts, we were talking to Cody Rourke, uh, you know, behind the scenes in our Twitter chats, and he's just he's crushed by it. Anyone that knows Demarius Thomas knows how good of a person, how nice of a person he is. And to see this happen at, at such a young age, he just retired from the NFL. He was going to be able to live his life out and, and, and to pass or oh, pass away. It's just such a tragedy. Yeah, it really is, man. And uh, I started seeing the news rolling out on Twitter because, well, that's what it always is. You always find the news on Twitter. And I thought, well, maybe it's not true. And that's what we always say whenever we hear about these uh, tragic deaths, especially with a young athlete like Demarius Thomas or a young person in general. Uh, He was only 33, like you mentioned, and uh, just unfortunate, man. And, and, you know, I hadn't thought about Demarius Thomas in a while. But, uh, you know, just to see the outpouring from so many folks on social media, to see Des Bryant, who came into the league the same year as Demarius Thomas, 
Thomas be so emotional on Twitter and said that he talked to to uh, Demarius all the time and he messes with him and the fact that he was there for him. And for me, it sounded like just, and again, I'm reading Twitter and I kind of know Demarius uh, Thomas' backstory and the, and the situation with his mom where she was in jail. His dad was uh, in the military and had to get a job at an early age. Matter of fact, his mom saw him play football for the very first time uh, when he, he caught that touchdown pass, that playoff game against uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers. As a matter of fact, when Tim Tebow mm-hmm. hit him on that and uh, that uh, what 88 yard pass or whatever it was, yep. I couldn't yep. believe it. I couldn't believe Tim Tebow completed that pass, but he did. And uh, Demarius Thomas took it to the house. That was the first game his mom ever got to see him play because she had been incarcerated so long and so to me it felt like there was some mental health situation especially when Des Bryant said NFL NFL PA help us I I thought that okay there's situations going on with mental health Uh, again we don't know the details of how he passed away why he passed away but it feels like there's something that's been going on for a while with Demarius and it really just stinks man and I hate that again these guys put themselves on the line and put their bodies out there and take trauma hit after trauma hit after trauma hit for our entertainment of course they they make a lot of money doing it but at the same time man after they're done a lot of times they forget forgetting about and and then tragedies happen and again we'll find out the details in the coming days of exactly how it all shook out but far too young man 33 years old just stinks to hear of anyone losing their life like Demarius Thomas yeah it's just and it's part of what's scary about this game is that we see big hits and the NFL is trying to outlaw big hits and you see guys go back out there and we think man they're tough like Dalvin Cook just ran for 200 yards he had a separated shoulder just on Sunday like like you know he shouldn't have been playing but here he is going out there we you never know what this stuff does to your body, not just your joints when, you know, you, you're yep. thinking about the guy's knees and legs, but what's going on up here in your brain. And, and we don't know what happened with Demarius Thomas. We're still waiting on all the details. This is very fresh. I mean, I, I saw people t- t- uh, tweeting out DT 88 and I'm like, what defensive tackle right. is 88. And then I, cause I just didn't believe that Demarius Thomas was dead. I was right. when someone, when I went, officially saw someone put the words together, I was like, Oh my God, this is insane. Yep. Like what, what, what just happened here? But this is part of the dangers of football is it's the, it, it's the, it's the very, very sad, unfortunate, and dangerous part of the game that we don't see. You don't see what ha- what happens to guys after after the fact. And there's it's so hard to track. There's so many mental things that we are not able to we are not able to address. And it's one of the dangerous parts of this game that people there needs there needs to be more studying into. There needs to be more resources put into by, for the NFL to say, hey, we're going to do everything we can to watch all of our players and, and give them every bit of mental health help along their way their way in their lives during and after you are in this league because everybody needs it. You never know what somebody's going through. Ever. You never know. People could smile. Demarius Thomas was a guy that was very quiet, but he smiled all the time. You know, everyone thought that everything was good. And there's a lot of people that walk this earth each and every day that put a big smile on and you just think, oh, everything's great in that person's life. But you never really know what's going on upstairs. And uh, you hear the phrase all the time, uh, don't be afraid to talk. Don't be afraid to uh, ask for help. Uh, Well, don't be afraid to ask someone, if are they okay? You know what I mean? Like, moments like this always... Uh, remind me to sometimes just check in on someone, even if even if they look like they're okay. Just hey, man, you doing all right? Everything good in your world? You know, hey, can is there anything I can do to help? Just sometimes just asking that question might lead to something else. It might lead to say, you know what, I'm doing all right, but this is going on. Maybe you know, just. Sometimes, man, people just need an ear and, and, and to help them out with whatever they're going through. So, unfortunately, we get these kind of reminders when stuff like this happens, and we don't really exercise it enough. I, I'm guilty of that myself, and I just hate that, man. When I see uh, a young person, age 33, uh, pass away, that just that's horrible for his family. Horrible, obviously, for him. Uh, you know, obviously, the NFL community is 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 hurt, but. 
uh, just another example of you never know uh, what, what, when your day is going to be called and when your card is going to be pulled. You never know, and that's the unfortunate part part, part of this of this sport about part of this game uh, is that you think about those. I mean, in life in general, you never yeah. know what's going to happen there. But football, there's just that there's an extra presence of when these when these type of injuries happen. And again, it might not have. Who knows when that injury might have might have right. happened? It might not have been one hit. It was probably a, a, an accumulation over his long career because he was in the NFL forever. Um, again, it's just it, it's a very unfortunate story. Our thoughts and prayers go out to all the people that that knew Demarius Thomas that are affected by this that are just saddened by this and out to his family of course this is just it's a terrible tragedy and unfortunately it's not one that we're unfamiliar with in the nfl we've seen several several people deal with major health issues that cost them their lives lives after the fact um and you know i just if if you hope for anything you hope that there's more changes made in the resources and the efforts to help future players to prevent more situations like like this from happening for sure for sure so just prayers up to the families man uh, again, uh, shout out to the Broncos family. Uh, I believe what he played for the Jets for a little bit too, as well, right? So uh, I think he played yeah. for three teams, but of course, obviously, he was most well known playing with uh, with the Denver Broncos and winning a Super Bowl, like you mentioned at the top. So uh, just a tragic story, and of course, we'll hear more in the coming days of exactly what happened and how it all shook out. Again, thoughts and prayers to uh, the Denver community and and those who knew Demarius Thomas. It is a very sad day for them. We're going to step away and take a quick break for a little bit. When we come back, it's going to be pick time we're going to give you six games that we picked this weekend q and i are going to give you give you our thoughts on those games and who we have to win but first we got to talk about one of our great sponsors stance founded in 2009 stance apparel represents a radical reinvention of socks underwear and active apparel with a sharp focus on comfort quality and creativity stance brings an atypical aesthetic alongside some some of pop culture's hottest collaborators for the ultimate in style and self-expression because everything you wear should be a direct extension of who you are and how you feel Personally, I got some stance socks. Q, I fell in love with my Wu Tang socks. Ah, uh, why you steal mine? Why you steal well, mine? For, I love the Wu Tang. Uh, Wu Tang forever. Listen, listen. I, they, the the, the Wu Tang socks—they're cozy. They keep my feet warm, and they bring a positive message. You know why? Because Wu Tang is for the children. <laughs> Wu Tang is forever. Tang forever, baby. They're my they're my favorite socks, without a doubt. They're high quality, and they get props from my friends when they see them. Uh, Q would see them if he comes back to Pittsburgh anytime. Uh, we we get we get our hangouts on. Um, of course, he might wear his, so we will be looking like twins, and that's not acceptable. I have to look. I have to be wearing my stuff. I've got them first before you, Q. That's all right. I look better in them though. No, whatever. Anyways, Stance believes that that it's the per- that, that they have True the perfect story. fit, and it matters more than fitting in. That those who feel good do good. Go see for yourself. Register for an account at Stance.com and get fifteen percent off your first purchase by using promo code Locked On. That's L O C K E D O N Locked On at checkout to apply. Enjoy the color and comfort of a life less ordinary with Stance. Back here on the Locked On NFL Podcast. I'm Chris Carter. He's your boy Q. We are rocking here. We're going to pick six games for you that are going to be important. We got some really good games this weekend that I want. I do want to get to here. First and foremost, AFC North Showdown. The Ravens and the Browns. Eight and Ooh. four for the Ravens at the Browns. Six and six. Ravens coming off that tough loss to the Steelers last week. Browns coming off a bye week. They need to win to get back into a winning territory. I say the Browns win this one. They've got the bye. They've got the rest. The Ravens have just been battered. They lost Marlon Humphrey for the season. I see Cleveland winning this 
this one. What say you, Q? You know, I don't believe in either one of these teams, man. I really yeah. don't. I, I just don't trust them. Lamar Jackson does not look like Lamar Jackson. He looks like a guy, and I've heard it uh, kind of rolled out this way multiple times this week. He looks like a guy who is just drawing up plays in the sand and just trying to freelance it uh, every time that he snaps the ball and hikes the ball. So uh, I, I, I don't trust him, but I sure don't trust Cleveland, not because of Baker Mayfield, but just because of the total product. Uh, so I want to roll with the Browns in this one, but again, just don't trust them. So I'm going to expect Lamar Action Jackson to get back to being Action Jackson, and they're going to pick up a dub. So I'll roll with the Ravens in this one. Ooh, rolling with Baltimore. I see you. I see you. Now here's a game that you'll be covering: the six and six Raiders at the eight and four Chiefs. Oof. Raiders trying to fight through it, trying to wake back up in their season, but it's just a rough go for them. They've dealt with a whole lot this year. Meanwhile, the Chiefs' defense out of nowhere went from being one of the worst units in the NFL to one of the best units late in the season. What's going on here? I got to stick with Kansas City. Yeah, you know, this is one's going to be a tough one. Uh, you know, the Raiders are so up and down, man. They're just, you know, they're hot. They're cold. They're hot. They're cold. They're cold. They're hot. I mean, it's just, it's ridiculous. They come off a big performance against the Cowboys on Thanksgiving. Then all of a sudden they put in a, a, a no-show against the Washington football team at home. And now they got to travel to Arrowhead Stadium. Uh, I'm going with Kansas City on this one because, well, that's what my brain tells me. But I wouldn't be shocked if uh, on Monday we're talking about, or Bo Brock is talking about, uh, the Raiders upsetting Kansas City in Arrowhead. I wouldn't be shocked about it either. You never know with division matchups in the NFL. Another division matchup and a historical one. The Cowboys, the eight and four, the six and six Washington football team. Tony Pollard got a foot injury and Zeke Elliott's already been dealing with a knee injury. I'm going with Washington. They're the hot hand right now. The Cowboys have not been putting together some complete performances. That alarms me for Dallas. And I think Washington at home, this is their chance to get get a winning record. I think they do it this week. You know, I didn't like the fact that Mike McCarthy said we're going to get this win and then uh, move on to the next week. And and I understand what he was saying. I don't like the way he said it. You know, I mean, I just I feel like he said it like he was just overlooking the Washington football team who is not going to put up a lot of points, but they they play some really good defense. But they are known to give up the big balls, the big play. So uh, Coop is back. CeeDee Lamb is back. Michael Gallup is back. If that offensive line could block worth assault, maybe the run game won't be needed. Uh, still, I don't like what Mike McCarthy said, so I think Washington should win this game. But I think because Cowboys have the opportunity to hit some big de- uh, deep plays, uh, to especially to Coop and C.D. Lamb, I think that that's just going to be too much for the Washington football team. I don't think Taylor Heineke could uh, compete blow for blow with the Cowboys. So I'm going to roll with Dallas in this one and uh, snapping the Washington football team's uh, current, what, four-game winning streak. It would be it would be crazy to see that happen there. We'll see if it does. Moving along here, uh, so we've gone with some divisional matchups. We've done three of those. We're gonna sl- switch it up here for a little bit for a couple a uh, couple interconference games. Six and six Niners at seven and five Bengals. Niners fighting back, trying to be a playoff team here. The Bengals had a really great win, beating up on the Pittsburgh Steelers two weeks ago, and then just got crushed by the yep. Chargers last week. They've been so up and down this season. I'm going to wager, though, that they're up this week. They, they they were coming off a big win. I think that they they might have overlooked their opponent. They're a young team. They might that I think that's part of that. But this is a team they know they need to win this game to stay stay in the, the race to maybe get that first seed in the AFC North um, and win that division. The Niners are a team that came off a tough loss to the Seahawks last week. I, I think it's going to be tough for them to travel all the way out to Cincinnati and get a dub. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. I don't think that San Francisco is able to pull this one off either. Uh, Cincinnati, they're similar to the Raiders, though. They're so hot and cold. They'll, they'll be hot for a while, and then they'll be cold. But I think that they're going to be hot again. Uh, they took that whooping by the Chargers, and I think that they're going to come back with a little something in their neck. So I think Joe Burrow has a big game. Jamar Chase doesn't put any balls on the ground. Uh, Joe Mixon doesn't put any balls on the ground. And uh, I think Cincinnati comes away with a W on this one. It certainly could ha- could could happen here um, with the with the way that both teams are playing. Both teams could come up, but I, I got Cincinnati now. Here's a really interesting interconference game. 
The Bills at seven and five visit Tampa Bay at nine and three. Of course, the Bills just lost to the Patriots, who threw the ball three times. <laughs> right now, they get to play Tom Brady. This, if you looked at this at this at this scheduling at the beginning of the year, you thought, man, this is the chance for the Bills to get serious payback on all those years where Bill Belichick and then Tom Brady used to give them all this pain, and now it looks like they're still giving it to them. The Patriots find a way to beat the Bills without even throwing the ball, really. Now you play the Buccaneers, who are playing really good football. I'm sticking with Tampa Bay. They're at home. They're playing better, and the Bills have just been so in consistent at times this year yeah you know it's funny is the bills might mess around not even make the playoffs depending on how some things shake out i mean think about mm-hmm. that they're one of the teams that are mm-hmm. favored early in the year and they are a team that could fall completely out of the uh, the playoffs now i don't think that's going to happen but there's a, i mean there's a mathematical chance that it could so I, I think that they take another l here after dropping to the patriots earlier this week i think they dropped to tom brady in tampa bay uh again you're talking about tampa bay playing at home i think they're just better than that and i think that they smell a little blood in the water when it comes to uh the the buffalo bills and knows that there's a chance to to cut them and hurt them hit them where it hurts certainly could they certainly could hit, hit them where they hurts so this, this week final game of the week monday night football i think this might be the game of the week too eight and four rams at ten and two cardinals the rams need Ooh. this game the rams need this game yeah. badly they're a lot like the bills they were a team that everyone thought was going to be i mean they, they assembled the super team they were trading for everybody and they are they are at risk of falling back to eight and five that's not out of the playoff picture but it's putting them into a situation where they could fall out of the playoff fixture if they if they if they don't t- t- turn it around soon. Um, I'm going with the Cardinals. They're playing better football. Kyler Murray is back and he looks lethal. Um, the Rams they beat the Jaguars last week, but that snapped a three game losing streak. I'm not so sure that they're out of whatever funk they they were in. I'm not a Matt Stafford guy. Never been a Matt Stafford guy. I think he's We've highly overrated. Season. Highly overrated. Uh, he's in a good position there with the Rams, but um, you know, and they got eight wins. But I, I just don't think that he's as great as everyone thinks he is. Uh, I've, I had to pick a quarterback. I'd pick Kyler Murray every day of the week and twice on Sunday. So that's what I'm going to do on Monday. I'm going to pick Kyler Murray. I'm going to pick DeAndre Hopkins. I'm even going to roll with Cliff Kingsbury and say that the Arizona Cardinals are going to get the win over Sean McVay, Matt Stafford, and the Rams. Yeah, I just I, I agree with you. The the Cardinals are just a better football team right now, better coached, better quarterbacked. Um, and the Rams, they certainly have talent around their roster. They certainly could. I mean, they they could mess around and win this game. For sure. I'm not dis- discounting them at all, but I am saying that, the, you know, they have to show me a better level of consistency um, because they haven't done that enough in recent in recent weeks, uh, especially in recent weeks. You know, Odo Beckham Jr. is brought there. I need to see how he responds after the struggles that he's had so far this this season um but like you said kyler murray he doesn't have struggles right now he's been massively uh consistent this season pretty consistent um you know from the quarterback position and again he's coming off an injury they they were able to survive his being hurt and stay stay you know stay up there in the standings and now here they are getting ready to take on the team that everyone thought would run away with the with with the division um at at some point this season so it's certainly going to be an interesting one but q those are our picks here um we split on ravens browns i have the the browns you have the ravens we were together on the chiefs over the raiders we split you took the cowboys i took washington We, we took the bengals together we took the buccaneers together and we took the cardinals together so we get some interesting splits there lots of big games still other games out there this weekend so do tune in for those it's going to be exciting football weekend uh from chris and q thanks so much for tuning into the locked on nfl podcast remember you can watch us on youtube listen to us on apple spotify google Podcasts, and odyssey this is a great show we'll be back with more on monday so stay tuned for that it's going to be an exciting time um but thanks again from chris carter and your boy q we'll be back in your ears and on your screens next week